Blog Talk Radio. Look 
Welcome to Prayer International Radio. My name is Sean Holmberg, and I'm your host for this first hour. Um, this week we've been talking about identity in Christ, and I think for the first part of this broadcast, we're probably going to get away from that a little bit. Um, it's it's funny. I had a old friend of mine call me, and all this week we've been talking about how God has plans for our lives and he has a purpose for our life and that God is adamant about fulfilling his word and that God is faithful regardless of anything else. And it's it's funny how you never really notice it until it happens, but something just happens, like an old friend comes back, that really confirms the faithfulness of God. Because in our everyday lives, um, we are so caught up and so busy at times, from the time we wake up until the time we go to sleep, that we never usually have much time to stop and just contemplate on things. And one of the things I was talking to the Lord about today, and, well, let me just start off. And I, I had asked the Lord today what I should talk about when I was driving home from work. And the only thing I got was that he wants his people to know he's coming back. And Jesus is coming back, if you didn't know that he is. Um, and it may not be today or tomorrow, it may not be next month, it may not be next year, but it could be. Any second of any moment, Jesus could return. He said in the end of Revelation, he said, behold, I come quickly. And there is a verse in the Gospels that's taught that where Jesus said, or he was given a parable about a servant and who should be waiting for his master to return. And, you know, it's it's interesting when Jesus ascended into heaven, the disciples stood there looking up into heaven and gazing into heaven, expecting something that he would immediately come back, like right then. I don't know what they were thinking, if they were just staring and the sky was pretty, I don't know. But they watched him leave, and then they just stood there. And some people came up to them, and which we knew, I believe were angels, and said, the same Jesus you saw leaving will come, will return again. And that they needed to go and be doing the Master's work. You know, Jesus said, my father has been working until now, and I am working. And Jesus said, when the disciples tried to bring him bread, he said, I have food you do not know of, which is to do the will of him who sent me. And while Jesus was on the earth, he was doing the will and the works of the father. And while we're here on this earth, we are doing the will and the works of the Father, and we are co-heirs, and we are co-laborers with Christ in this earth, spreading the gospel of good news and the gospel of peace, and the salvation that is available to all men, because the Bible says, for as many 
call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, it says, whoever calls upon him shall be saved, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and fallen short the glory of God. But God is gracious, and God is long-suffering, and God is merciful, and he is patient, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And, you know, it's interesting how in the lack of reflections that we have at times that certain things escape our memory. And it, sometimes it's a simple thing. And I'm, for me, for example, I'm horrible at remembering people's names. I mean, there's people I work with and people I see every day. And I couldn't remember names for the life of me. Um, it's like the one thing I'm really hard at. I mean, I'm just lucky I know my wedding anniversary because I have it programmed in my phone. Um, but more importantly than those things are the words that Jesus said to us, the words that create life and the words that form our identity and the words that give us revelation into his character and to who we are in him. Um, I was reading something on the Internet that was written by a guy named David Paulson, and he said, we are simple people. You can't remember ten things at once. Invariably, if you could just remember one true thing in the moment of trial, you'd be different. Bible verses aren't magic, but God's words are revelations of God from God for our redemption. When you actually remember God, you do not sin. The only way we ever sin is by suppressing God, by forgetting, by tuning out his voice, switching channels, and listening to other voices. When you actually remember, you actually change. In fact, remembering is the first change. And I want to talk a little bit about what he said. And because I am thoroughly convinced that it is impossible to live in the ways of the world with the remembrance of God. You literally have to either not have knowledge of God or you push it out and you choose not to remember at those particular moments the things that are deep within inside of you and the words of knowledge that are deep in, within inside of you. Because, you know, Jesus said in... I believe it's John 14. You know, actually, let me just read this. Um, it's John 14, and it starts at verse 9. He said, A little while, and the world will see me no more. And this is Jesus talking. But you will see me, because I live. You live also. At that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you, you and me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. 
And you know, I, I was I'm reminded of I was in church at um and there was this church in Keller, Texas I went to. And this lady was singing, and I believe the song she was singing is, You're All That I Want, You're All That I Need. Which a lot of people, we've heard that song ever since we were little kids. And she stopped in the middle of the song, and she just had this puzzled look on her face. And she said, you know, it feels like a sort of like a lie when I sing this song, because I know it's not true but I really want it to be true. And at times, well, at all times, we have a choice, and we have these choices, and we have priorities that we set in our lives for the things that we are going to exalt over other things. And and I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. We at times make many choices that where we put things above him, and we create our own idols. We don't even need bronze statues, and we don't need golden idols because we have television sets and and really cool telephones and so many other things in our lives that distract us. And there's nothing wrong with having things, and there's nothing wrong with technology or anything else and I'm not saying that I'm saying that that we need to respect a boundary and there needs to be some kind of balance in our life where we can contemplate and look at what we're doing in our lives and what are the, what is the fruit of those things we're doing and because Jesus said that a good tree bears good fruit a bad tree bears bad fruit and he says you will know them by their fruit and if the fruit in our lives is not such that we are manifesting Christ wherever we go, if we're not physically and visibly making a change in the world around us, then we need to perhaps stop and contemplate our lives and see where our priorities are and see what's missing. Is it that we're not spending enough time in prayer? Is it that we're not spending enough time before the Father in a relationship with Him, that His presence. Just, I heard someone say the other day that your shadow will always reveal the thing that overshadows you. And if you're in the presence of God, it is impossible to not be changed because a human being can't exist in the presence of God for even a second without a visible change. And, you know, it may not be something you necessarily see on the outside, but there's a visible change on the inside. And so our lives should be representations of Christ. It says in the New Testament, it says that we are living epistles written not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is the heart. You know, I heard someone say a long time ago, he said, when a preacher gets up to preach a message, it's not necessarily something they put together in a few hours or a few days or even a few weeks beforehand. We become the message of Jesus Christ. We become visible and living testimonies of what he has done and the work that he has done in our lives. And so those 
things throughout from the beginning, if you look back on your Christian life, from the first moment when you glanced your eyes upon him and you beheld the presence of the Lord and you first met Jesus till now, you you can look back and you can see all these different times that he was there and the different things that he did in our lives and the change that has taken place in our lives. And, it, you know, it's those things that we need to remember because it says in the Revelation, it says they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and then also by the word of their testimony. And, you know, sometimes we... We we go away from our testimony because, you know, we don't want to admit that we did certain things, but, you know, we're all sinners and we all have been wretched human beings because we were all without God living in the way that the world lives. And, you know, what for the world is fine for them, but not for us. And so we get redeemed. And Paul even said that, talked about being ashamed of those things that we used to do. But, you know, it's it's that knowledge that we were in a certain place and God translated us from a fallen kingdom, I mean, from, from darkness and into the kingdom of light. And we need to remember that and we need to constantly remind ourselves of the transformation and the difference from when we first started trusting in Christ until now. Because you'll be able to physically and visibly and spiritually and in your heart, you'll be able to notice a difference and you know, later on, Jesus said, these things I've spoken to you while, you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to my Father, and my Father is greater than I. And Jesus said that it's a good thing if he goes away, because if he didn't leave, he couldn't send the help or the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings to our remembrance the things of God, and he reveals to us the things of God. It says in John 16, verse 5, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. You know, sometimes we walk around and we have the sorrow in our heart, but the thing is, is we don't need to because we have the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you will see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. And he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said he will take of mine and declare it unto you. And 
we need to remember something I was thinking about today. I was at work and getting in the elevator, and and I and I was sort of remembering last night we were and not last night the night before we were going through a scripture in the Psalms where it said, "Where can I go from your spirit, and where can I flee from your presence?" And I got in the elevator at work and or before I was actually standing and I was getting ready to get on the elevator and get on the elevator. Sorry if I'm having problems speaking, I guess. And I'm, and we had this big foyer at my job, and I'm looking out there, and I'm like, yep, you're here. And then I turned around, and I got on this elevator with this other lady. And all of a sudden, I was like, yep, you're here. And getting off the elevator and going were down my row. Yep, you're there. And everywhere I went, he was there. And because everywhere you go, he's there. And there's nowhere that you can go on this planet that he will not be there. Now, I have heard that if you actually make a trip to Israel... And I haven't got to do this yet, but I've heard from a few people, more than one person, that if you go to the tomb of Jesus and you walk inside the tomb, it's the one place you won't feel his presence. It's possibly the one place on earth where you can't feel the presence of God because Jesus is definitely not there because he's risen from the dead. And... So we need to remember, let's try to get back to my message a little bit, whatever message it actually is. Um, We need to spend time with him. And we need to spend time remembering him and remembering the things he's done. And the reason is, is because if we don't, then we'll forget Human beings are prone and historically subject to forget the Lord. It's the reason there was a flood. It's because the world had begun. Mothers and fathers stopped teaching their children, and neighbors stopped talking about the Lord. And when there's the absence of the knowledge of God, there's darkness. And that only happens when we physically... Not physically, when we make a choice not to keep him in our memory and we in in our remembrance, and we make a choice not to acknowledge the fact that he's right there, and you know the Holy Spirit is always present, you know sometimes you can feel the presence of God and it's greater than others, I mean in a way that you can feel an anointed presence of kabod glory. Like it talks about in the Old Testament where the priests and the singers would be worshiping the Lord and the presence of the Lord would descend. And there was a kabod, which is like a heavy weighting, weightiness of glory that the ministers and the priests couldn't minister anymore. But you know, if you've never experienced that, there's something better than that, which is the indwelling Holy Spirit that on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came to this earth and he filled the believers like Joel prophesied. And he said, this is that. And we have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead 
dwelling with us and dwelling inside of us and in our midst. Everywhere we go, every second of every day, we are in the presence of Almighty God. And all it takes is acknowledging him. Even for just a second, just to acknowledge that he's in the room with us, just to acknowledge that he's in the car with us, just to acknowledge that he's in our bedrooms and in our kitchens when we're washing dishes. You know, it's funny, I was telling one of my friends that the Lord, <laughs> I was had this time where I was getting really busy in life, but... And I was like spending a little bit less time with him, and but I would still have to wash dishes. And I would start washing dishes, and he would show up. And I would realize, oh, you're here. You are. I forgot. And he would stay there while I was washing dishes. And me washing dishes would be a few minutes. I would spend time with him, and I would just worship him when I was washing dishes. And it was like the greatest time I ever had. Not because I was washing dishes, but because I was in the presence of my father. And so we need to remember that we're always in his presence. And he always wants to spend time with us, even if it's just a few minutes, even a few words, just telling him how you feel. Because that's what a real relationship is. A real relationship involves communication. Because without communication, people become distant. And we can become distant from the Lord. And when we stop hearing his voice, we're always looking for some voice to fill that spot that he used to fill in our hearts. And so it becomes easy to turn away to the idols of this world and to turn away to the false things that, can capture our attention, but those are the things that don't satisfy. And then we get to a place where it gets harder and harder to hear his voice. And so we have to turn and we have to face him again and we have to look at him again and we have to acknowledge him again. And, you know, he said, if you will draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And we need to run, as it were, back to the Father and run back into his embrace and run back into his presence because we are always welcomed. You know, Jesus told a lot of parables, and he didn't tell parables just to tell them and just to have something to say. And there's a parable about the prodigal son. It's about a son who leaves home, takes his part of his possession, and he goes and spends it, and then he wastes it, and then he has nothing. And he's left with nothing, and he turns, and he's sleeping with pigs in the dirt, and he's filthy, and he feels filthy, and he turns, and he says, I'm going to go back, and I'll just act like a servant to my father, and maybe he'll accept me. And he came back, and you know, we have this tendency that when we make mistakes in our lives or maybe we miss it or maybe we fall short and we do whatever, we try to bargain our way back with God and we try to say, okay, God, well, I'll be your servant and just take me back. But, you know, we're always welcomed and there's no need for that because, you know, that father said to that son, he ran, he saw him and he ran and embraced him. And then he set up a feast and he said, because my son was dead and now he's alive. And he, he was rejoicing over the fact that his son was back. And, you know, we're always welcomed in the kingdom of our father. 
because we have a place and we have an inheritance and there is a spot inside of God's family that we belong. And if we're not there, that spot is empty and it's not going to be filled by anyone else because God made every single one of us unique because we are unique creations that he made. And so regardless of where we are, we can just come back and embrace him because we are in love with him and he is in love with us. And nothing changes. The only thing that changes is our mindset and what we think. And if we don't remember the words that he said, then the enemy will easily deceive us. We have to remember that we are saved not by some sacrifice that we could possibly commit and some sacrifice that we can offer him to atone for our own sins or to make up for our own mistakes. We're only righteous through the blood of Jesus, and that was already done. And we talked about it this week, that it's one of those things that's set in stone, that we are saved by the blood of Jesus, and we are righteous in his eyes because of that, and we are welcomed into the presence of God. And... There's, it seems like at times in the church there's this wall of separation, and I believe we talked about this on Monday, how, and even the song, our theme song, talks about how we are, we stay in his presence without acknowledging that we're in his presence, and sometimes we don't even realize that we're in his presence. And we go to church, and we sing about him, and we hear the pastor talk about him, and we read our Bible, and we think about him. But at times, even then, we pray, and he seems like a third person because we haven't gotten to the point of a relationship with him where we feel comfortable looking to him like he's right there because it still feels a little awkward. But at the same time, the same way that we pray and we talk directly to him, you know, that's not necessarily some specific time that we need to do that. There's not a specific formula for prayer because prayer is just conversation between you and the Father. And, you know, Jesus said, and Chris talked about this last night, that Jesus said the time is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. And we need to get past the ideas, the idea and mind frame that we need to have some kind of some kind of specific guidelines and some specific principles and some specific structure to be able to come to the Father. Because it doesn't matter and God doesn't care. All he wants is our attention and all he wants is our hearts. And you could pray 24 hours a day just by acknowledging him, just by talking to him about your day like a normal person. Because, you know, God has a personality and he has emotions. And, you know, more and more it's becoming important for us to fully comprehend our identity in Christ. Because Paul said in one of his books, he said that it's getting darker and darker, but the true light is already shining. And there's this time that we're in, 
in this age that we're in where the darkness and the light are very contrasting where it's where it's starting to become night and day between darkness and light and I would hate to be the person in the middle who couldn't decide where I was actually on or where people could look at me and not really tell which side I'm on because the darkness is getting darker and the light is getting lighter and it's between those who worship the Father and those who don't and those who know him and those who don't and you know it's never you're never going to be able to turn on the news and see there's peace and there's always going to be something going on and if there is peace then there's probably a problem because it even says in the Bible it says woe woe to when they say there's peace and there's not because the only peace that there's going to be is when Jesus returns because he's the prince of peace and it's through him and through his work that we have peace and it's through his Holy Spirit because you know the Holy Spirit brings a spirit of joy into our lives and a spirit of gladness and a spirit of thanksgiving and you know we can take the cloaks the filthy cloaks that we tend to carry upon our lives and we can toss them aside and just carry a spirit of joy and a spirit of adoption and a spirit of pride, not in ourselves, but just pride that we belong to the family of God and and pride in the fact that we belong to him and that we are accepted in him. And, you know, our ministry is called Prayer International, and and we both, me and Chris, both have this really amazing heart or hearts to pray and to seek the Father. And, you know, Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was talking to his disciples and Jesus would would go off and pray and he'd come back. And he said to his disciples, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. And I brought that up because he said, are you still sleeping and still resting? When they should have been praying and they should have been watchful because, you know, he's coming back and we need to be watchful. We need to be vigilant and we need to remember that he said he's coming back because there's a lot left to do. You know, one of the things Jesus said, he said, you say there's still four months into the harvest, but I say lift up your eyes and look, for the fields are white and ready for harvest. Even right now the fields are white and ready for harvest. And we're living in a global age. You know, there's a lot of people who talk about conspiracy theories like a new world order and and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? That would be great because the more technology they come up with to connect this globe together, the easier it's going to be for the Father to use that technology to spread the love of his son, Jesus Christ. Because 50 years ago, it would take a missionary to go overseas and to go into some remote tribe to spread the gospel and maybe even longer than that. But, you know, not everybody is called to be a missionary and not everybody is called to get up and leave their home and go somewhere to do something. You know, there is technology available that 
like I'm speaking to you right now in like 70 different countries and someone in Russia or Africa could be hearing the sound of my voice and I can say to you that Jesus loves you. And so we need to remember that he's coming back and we need to remember that we have the Holy Spirit. You know, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is, I believe it's in John, and I could be wrong about this, but Jesus said, and I could look it up, but Jesus said pretty much to the effect that you don't need anyone to teach you, for the same Holy Spirit that dwells in you will teach you concerning all things. And, you know, I learned early on not to try to get into arguments with the Lord if you knew scripture because I would try to argue my point with the Lord about something and all of a sudden a scripture would come to mind and then I would try to make another point and then another scripture would come to mind and there's times when I am needing something and a scripture will come to mind and there's times I'm just wanting to pray for something and I don't know how to pray and a scripture will come to mind because the Holy Spirit will take those words of the Lord that you've implanted in your heart and he will bring those to your remembrance when you need them. <coughs> Excuse me. And so we need to remember things. You know, in the Old Testament, the tribe of Israel would have to have feast, and they would have to, and God would tell them, have this, you'd have to have this feast on this day and do this for this reason so you could remember, so you wouldn't forget the good things that the Lord has done. And, and then Jesus said it again. He said it at the Last Supper. He said, he said, take, eat this is my body, and he said, this is my blood, and he said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Why? So we wouldn't forget the things that he's done in our lives, and we would remember those things, because if we don't, we'll forget. We'll forget who we are. We'll forget what we're here for. We'll get caught up in the world, and we'll just think that we have a regular life, but you know what? We don't have a regular life, because we are a special pre people, a, a royal priesthood. We are ambassadors of the living God. And the Father is pleading through us on the behalf of Jesus Christ to this world. But if you don't remember it, you'll forget it. And you'll forget your place. And you'll find yourself far, far away from home without ever realizing how you got there. And so I encourage you today, and I want to, in a way, provoke you to jealousy that you can have a relationship with the Lord and that you can have an intimate relationship with him. You know, it says in the Bible that God talks to Moses as a man talks to a friend. And there's no difference between us and Moses. And so we need to remember that the things that were written in the Bible were, are, are examples for how we can live and what, and what is possible. And so I want to encourage you to remember tonight and tomorrow 
when you're going about your life, that he's there and you can spend time with him and get to know him and spend some time reading his word and spend some time worshiping him, spend some time being in love with Jesus because it's in that relationship and it's in that love relationship with him that you really discover your true identity as sons of the living God. And when you get to that place and all the other things and all the other worries become vaguely dim and insignificant in the light of his glory and grace. And so I'm going to play some a worship song and then we will be right back.
in John 17, chapter 1. It says, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given to me, given me are from you, for I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those who you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except for the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of this world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified in the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the, word, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them.
Father, Father, we long to be in your presence. We long to come before you and to gaze at you, Father. We long to know you, Father, and to be as you have known us, Father, we long to know you. Father, so I pray that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Father. That you would open our eyes so that we can see those things that you have freely given us, Father. Holy Spirit, that you would bring to our remembrance the words that Jesus said to us. That you would reveal to the church her true identity in you. Father, that you would reveal to the church that she should be a pure and spotless bride, Father. Lord, and right now, I pray that you would strengthen by might and their spirit every listener who's out there, Father. Every single person who's listening, Father, I pray that you would bless them, that you would give them a spirit of joy that surpasses all understanding. Father, I pray that they would be rooted and grounded in love, Father. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to them your will for their lives, Lord that you would reveal to them the glorious inheritance that you have in them, Father. Lord, I pray that you would reveal your purpose in their lives, Father, that you would speak to them clearly, Father, as a as a man and a, as a friend speaks to a friend. Father, and I pray that you would draw them closer to you, Father. Father, that you would reveal your intimate nature to them, Father, that you would reveal your loving kindness to them, Lord. few minutes, we're going to go into our second hour of the broadcast with Chris Herzog, who is a mighty, mighty man of prayer. I've known Chris for more years than I can possibly remember. And one thing I can testify, you know, the Bible says that you should never sit at the head of the table, but you should sit lower and then wait for someone to move you up. And it says that you shouldn't exalt yourself but let others do it. So since I'm going to do it for Chris and let you know that he has a heart for the Father and he's seen the good and the bad and he's seen the faithfulness of the Lord and he is living testimony of the miracle power of God and the faithfulness of God in people's lives. And so we're going to start an hour of prayer for the nations, for you, if you need prayer for anything, whether it's sickness or something simple, it doesn't matter, give us a call. Our number is 619-638-8458. And so I'm going to go ahead and kick off 
our song intro song one more time, and then we will be right back with our second hour of prayer.
Well, welcome back to another hour of Prairie International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we just heard from Sean Holmberg for the last hour, just sharing his heart on intimacy with the Lord. Right now, we're going to go into a time of prayer. Just allow the Holy Spirit to open up our hearts, see what He wants to speak to us in the second hour tonight. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just lift up your holy name. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, we thank you for the King of glory. Father, we just ask, Lord God, that you would open up our hearts, open up our minds tonight, that we would hear your voice speaking. Father, you said that we live by every word that proceeds out of your mouth, that we pray for life, spirit life tonight. Lord, we pray that you would give us hearts that seek you, Lord, hearts that long and yearn for you, hearts that are fully yours, Lord. Father, right now we just pray, Lord, for every man, every woman, every child, every teenager listening tonight. Father, we pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would cover them, that you would draw their heart, that you would reveal the risen Lord, that you would baptize them in a fire, in a passion for you, a zeal, a hunger, and a love, a burning love. For you, Father. We just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing tonight. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here we are, another hour of Pro International Radio. Uh, for those of you that are listening, we just want to give you our web address too at dot o r g w dot and you'll find uh we've got some messages on there some daily devotionals and we also have some message boards you can get involved in and just share what's on your mind share what the Lord is speaking to your heart of course if you have any prayer requests you can put them on the prayer request there on the website or you can get onto the chat Options on Blog Talk Radio. Of course, you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. That's prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we just want to make ourselves available. You can find us on MySpace, Twitter, Facebook. Look out for Prayer International. So, and another hour with the Lord. And we're just so thankful to have the privilege to come to you uh, 
radio, by internet. Speak into your lives and encourage you and lift you up. You know, the Bible says that we are to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And a lot of times we have always examined the scripture to just mean church business. Or I guess now over the last decade or so, the small group and the house church movement, uh, the home uh, group, cell group, whatever you want to call them, the Bible study group movement has really uh, become popular. Of course, this is a biblical pattern uh, that we see in the New Testament where they met not only in the temple, uh, in their churches and the synagogues for worship and for the reading of, back then was the Torah, or I guess at times they would read the letters uh, that the apostles would write. But they would meet from house to house. It said that they broke bread from house to house and that the church grew daily. And the word of God spread mightily. So, we want to encourage, uh, of course, what we're doing is an extension to the local church, a resource and help to what God is doing in the body of Christ, not only here in the Metroplex, around our nation and around the nations of the world. And so we do want to let you know, we encourage you to plug into your local uh, body of believers, your local church in your area, wherever you're listening. Just begin to look and pray and inquire of the Lord where he may connect you in to that group or group where you're located. So... You know, let's stop for a minute uh, and just pray for the body of Christ, for the local churches, what God is doing. And if you are listening and you want prayer for your church, if you want prayer for your ministry, if you want prayer for your family, for your life, uh, we want to encourage you to call in to contact us, uh, email, or just call in. And lift up your prayer needs, uh, whatever God is doing in your life. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. And so we'll be looking forward to callers calling in. And again, we want to be a prayer and a help, prayer base and a help for your ministry or your church or whatever God is doing in your life, we would like to know about it. And if there's anything we can do to help, please let us know. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just lift up your holy name, Lord, and we just cover the United States. Right now, we pray, Lord, for the Texas area, the Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, and the surrounding cities. Father, we cover the body of Christ. We cover your people, Lord God, every man, every woman, every teenager, Lord God, that you are raising up to do the work of the Lord. Father, we pray for the churches, the local churches, and the local ministries in every state around this nation. And, Father, right now we pray, Lord God, for the pastors and the evangelists, the teachers, the 
apostles and the prophets, the workers, the harvesters, and those that are laboring. Father, we also pray, Lord, for those that are in the business community and those that are raising up an awareness in their homes with their families, with their spouses, with their parents, with their children. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus for every family, every home here in America, Lord, that your glory would pour out, would be revealed, would be seen and experienced, encountered, that, Father, your Holy Spirit would begin to move and touch the lives of every man and woman that's listening to the broadcast and those, Lord God, that are represented here in the nation. And, Father, we also pray for the nations around the world, for Israel, Father. We pray a blessing, a special blessing over Israel and Jerusalem. Father, we pray a special blessing, Lord God, Father, we pray that you would touch the nations of the earth, that they would be open to the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus would be preached. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would anoint and appoint and call and commission. Father God, send forth your laborers, send forth your people, Lord God, into the business realm, Father. Father, into the white-collar and the blue-collar places of business. Lord, all the way from corporate America, Lord God, to the hospitals, Lord, touch, Lord God, and in fact, Lord God, even those that are our city workers and those that are working for our state and those that are working for our nation, those that are working for our government, Father, those that are within the uh, Senate and the Congress, those that are within the Cabinet, Lord, those that are in our nation, Father, making decisions the decision makers. We pray for the decision makers, Lord, those, the lawmakers, Father, are changing policy, those that are affecting laws and affecting what's going on in states and in this nation. Lord, we pray that they would be moved and infiltrated by your Holy Spirit, that your word would begin to set a precedent the laws are written again in this nation, that you would bring our nation back to the word of God, back to the spirit of prayer. Our nation would be turned back to Jesus, would be turned back to the truth. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just pray, Lord, that you would touch you would touch the people. That you would touch our nation. That you would touch our president. Your word, Father, says to pray for those who are in authority. So we pray for President Obama and his family and his presidential cabinet right now. We pray that you would begin to bring laborers across their path and bring divine appointments to that, Lord. Begin to Open up their eyes to the King of glory. Begin to speak to them in dreams, Father. Begin to turn their hearts to Jesus. Turn their hearts to your plan. Turn their hearts to righteousness. Any agenda in our nation. That your plans and purposes would overtake any plans and purposes in our nation. And 
Father, we pray, Lord, for every nation and every country where the gospel is being preached and for those where it is not that your gospel would be preached throughout the earth. And we declare that your your spirit is pouring out and moving and brooding across the earth, across the hearts of your people, and that you will cover the earth with your glory as the waters cover the sea. So, Father, we just thank you. Speak a blessing over everybody listening. We just thank you, Lord. We just give you praise. We just glorify your holy name right now. Thank you, Lord. We're going to go into a time of worship. This is Prayer International Radio. We're going to go into a time. Just let your heart soak up the Holy Spirit. Just soak up the presence of the Lord.
we're back. My name is Chris Herzog. This is Prayer International Radio. And again, our call-in number is 619. Actually, someone's calling in right now. 619-638-8458. And we've got a caller in, and I believe we've got David Alex Posey on the line. David, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Doing great. Doing great, thanks. Uh, We were just sharing with our audience tonight, letting them know that they could call in and share with us what God is doing a little bit, what God's speaking to them in regard to prayer or a certain church or area or ministry. So, you know, with that being said, go ahead and take a minute or two and share what the Lord put in your heart, and then we will pray and ask our audience to join with us to pray and lift up the vision that the Lord has placed inside of you. So go ahead, Alex. Um, okay. Um, well, when I was uh, when I was about twenty, um, I was living in uh, a part of Dallas called called Island Park, and um, uh, just really. Uh, just working outside, and and the Lord uh, revealed to me, revealed Himself to me, and um, and He also showed me that uh, uh, the neighborhood that I grew up in, across the street, I saw um, His glory. Um, I guess the glory of God. I don't know how else to explain it, but I saw the across the street. Um, I'd say with through the eyes of the spirit, I saw like the glory of God covering the house tops and uh and next door to the house that I grew up in and um <clears throat> that's always been that for a long time it was just like a big mystery but um uh the Lord began to just use that um to position me um to kind of keep me there. Um, into work, uh, a work in my life, which ultimately led me to uh, um, praying, praying for Highland Park right now, and um, just prayer walking, um, praying in the neighborhood. Um, tonight I'm um, praying off-site, but um, he's always uh, he's always faithful to. Uh, to hear us when we when we just step out in in his in love and uh and step out into his calling kind of life. Um so um right now I've just been praying. Yeah. Yeah. Well do you want to um, share just, with that being said, do you want to say anything to our audience or you know, a lot of people listen to these later too, anyone that might listen later. Is there anything with you know, what you shared about what God was speaking in your heart and you mentioned that you saw some things with the eyes of the spirit. You know, you you saw something that that you believe God wanted to do there. Do you, do you want to just share um, real quick with you know encourage your audience maybe if, if God's maybe showing them things or speaking to them? Um, sure. You know, sure, yeah. definitely. Well, um, well, I want to encourage people for sure because uh, you know when um, just to let you know, you know when God when God showed me what it was that he had called me to do, 
I ran like a baby from it. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's the last thing I thought I'd be, that would happen in my life. You know, I thought I'd be Mr. Hero Christian. But uh, but that's not at all what happened. He, uh, I ran like a baby when he, when he showed me what he wanted me to do. And then when I ran from it, the devil came in and, and brought condemnation, told me I thought it, told me I committed the unforgivable sin. And I ended up leaving church, I cutting my, kicking myself out of church, and uh, and just living in condemnation for a long time, uh, because I didn't have the the body of Christ to to encourage and love on me and show me the love of Jesus through his through his body. And I want to encourage people that, you know, when God gives you a call, um, He is the author, and He's the finisher. Of our faith We're not the ones who perfect ourselves God himself Started it And he's going he's gonna to be the one that finishes it And he is able And he is He is head of our heels in love With you And just You know that it's, it's God's going to use his People To help you And to encourage you To build you up uh, We are the body And as different parts we were made for for one another, as each part of the natural body is made for the other parts and can't function um, uh, the way it's supposed to uh, at all, really, without the rest of the body, without or at least without its connecting parts. And um, so every part makes a difference. And um, so just... Um, just know that God is good. He's a loving God. He's a forgiving God. And no matter where you've you you may have you know my, where you are right now, um, know that His grace is sufficient for you, and His strength is made perfect in your weakness. That's uh that's I mean I don't know if that's where you were getting at, but that's uh, something that no no that that's great. You know I think you touched on a couple things that were real important. One being, you know, when you were uh, actually running from the call of God or from the things that you believe the Lord has showed you, uh, you actually got out of church and, you know, yep. you got really discouraged and, and you, you had no yep. encouragement. You had no support. You didn't have a spiritual support system around yep. you. And I don't know right. if you were listening to the broadcast earlier tonight and, you know, but um, one thing I touched on actually uh, not long before you called in was the fact that we want to be a support to the local church and encourage people to, you know, plug in to a, a body or a group of believers sure. where they can get, absolutely. you know, help. Absolutely, absolutely. So, with that being said, you know, you also touched on a, a few things there. You know how, you know, God is the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah. You know, uh, he is the one that starts. The Bible says no man can even come to God unless the Spirit draws him. <laughs> you know, right. he's the one that starts. He's the one that starts it. He says, uh, I knew you before you were even formed. Yeah. And then not only did I know you, but mm-hmm. I drew you to myself. You know, I'm yeah. the one that draws you. You can't even come to me unless yeah, I, I, think, unless yeah. I call you. 
You know, so he's the author. He's the one that starts it, you know. And and then you said he's not only the author, but he's the finisher. You know, the Bible says he's in us us to will and to do. If if you're in Christ, if you're a Christian, uh, if you're uh, born again, whatever you want to put the label on it, we don't really go by labels here, but bottom line is if you know him and if he's in your life, then he says, I'm in you to will and to do of, of, of my good pleasure. That's right. So God yeah. He says it's not by your might or your your power, but it's by my spirit. I know. And that Jesus said, you know, you can do all things through me, in Him yeah. and and with Him, because He strengthens yeah. you. And so we need to realize you you just touched on that, and that made me realize, you know, He is the author. For those yeah. of you listening tonight, He is the author and the finisher. He will finish what he started. You know, he says in his word that his word goes forth, and he will hasten his word to perform it. He will finish. He, his word will complete exactly what it's sent out to do. And mm-hmm. as he is speaking over your life, as he is speaking over your life tonight, we're just going to pray that the, the word of God does not return void. We pray that the will of God and the kingdom right. of God come in your life. And while we have Alex on the phone, let's do this. Hey, Alex, why don't you say a quick prayer for our uh, listening audience, and then before you go, I'm going to just say a prayer over you and the vision for Highland Park. But why don't you say a prayer for everyone listening and and just pray Mm -hmm. that they would, you know, just whatever the Lord leads you, just just a minute or two and and see what the Lord. Well, Father, thank you just for your, thank you for your uh, mercy. You said in your word, mercy, loving kindness, and truth go before your face. You said righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy, truth, and loving mercy, loving kindness, and truth go before your face. So I pray that people um, would see you today as uh, as you are God, as a God, as a loving Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray they would see, have a fresh revelation of you, God, that your love for them is perfect, it's complete, that uh, they would be encouraged and strengthened by your love and motivated, God, by by your love. And, Father, I just pray that for um, the people that are, are listening, God, and you, they may listen, I just pray that they'll hear, hear your voice. You said, my sheep hear my voice, yeah. and the voice of a stranger they won't follow. I'll pray that, I pray that they'll hear your voice, God. You said, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. So I pray that every soul, in the name of Jesus, anybody, any soul who listens to, to this broadcast would hear you singing over them, God. I pray that they hear your song. And and I pray that you'll um, anybody that's caught up in um, any kind of condemnation, God. I pray that right now that they'll be free from it. I pray that they'll be totally set free from it. And uh, those who um, whom you've called, um, who uh, may not have any point of reference from you at all, I pray that you just. Uh, Encourage and strengthen them, and reveal yourself to them, in just yeah. the way that the, the way that um, 
that really speaks to them, speaks life and encouragement, God. It just uh, just pour out your spirit upon the people, God, in the name of Jesus. Father. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I just want to kind of reintroduce you for everyone listening. Maybe they just tuned in. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. And we have Alex, uh, David Alex Posey in the studio with us tonight. And he was just sharing a little bit about uh, the vision that the Lord put in his heart for Highland Park for the Park Cities area. And I know we have a, a number of listeners in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, and as well as, you know, around the nation and the globe. But, uh, Alex, why don't you just uh, share a minute, maybe if you want to just kind of share, you know, what your vision is as far as what you'd like to see happen there. And maybe uh, we'll just we'll say a prayer for you, but just kind of share about what you want to see happen there, what, what, how people can get involved. How how can people get involved with what you're doing uh, prayer-wise or, or actually what you're doing in the community or what you're trying to get going there? What can they do or how can they connect with you? Well, um, that's a good question. Um, um, right you now, email, do you have an email sure, address? Sure, I give my email address. Um, um, you can email me. Um, basically... Um, Right now, um, I'm just asking for people that um, would like to join with me in prayer for for that neighborhood, for Highland Park, which is in Dallas, Texas. Um, that uh, that um, yeah, that would be great. I'm always uh, blessed and encouraged knowing that other people would like to pray and stand with me in agreement for. An awakening in the city it's kind of a unique thing because it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty um uh, influential or well well to do community um and I guess people are kind of surprised very affluent, that I'm, very affluent community a very affluent yes, community yeah. very affluent okay. yes sir uh, yeah. and uh a lot of my friends they they didn't really believe. That uh, that anybody could be called to this, or that I could be called to this, till they came out on site with me and into the area, and you know God's anointing, uh, you know it breaks yokes, it it breaks my you know breaks every yoke in my life, and and but I'm I'm always uh, humbled and encouraged when other people want to pray for this area. Um, I'll give you my email address. You can email me. Go ahead if you want to, if you want to give that out now, and then I'm going to say a prayer for you. And then we're okay. going to actually have to go into the broadcast. But go ahead and give that out, and uh, okay. we'll go into a it's, time of uh, prayer for Highland Park. Okay. All right. Uh, it's David A. Posey at AOL.com. All right. So that was and David A. Posey. At AOL.com. And so feel free to contact David, contact Alex. Uh, if you're praying or maybe you're in that area and you need prayer, let him know because he's, he's the, the prayer guy in the Highland Park area trying to connect in with different groups, churches, and people that are praying in that area. 
So if any, maybe some people have some referrals or references or even know of some things going on there that you want Alex to be aware of. So, you know, let him know and uh, join in prayer. Right now, Alex, we're going to go ahead and just say a prayer for you and, and for Highland okay. Park. And then we're going to get into the last uh, segment of our show. So, uh, Wonderful. Well, right now, Father, we just lift Alex up to you, Lord, and we thank you for this man of God. We thank you that you are stirring the hearts of your people to pray and intercede, and that, Lord, he has been carrying this vision for nearly two decades, almost 20 years now, and, and running faithful to pray and intercede and join with people to pray. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would raise up laborers in the Highland Park area. Amen. Raise up prayer warriors, Lord, not only in Highland Park, but around even the nations of the world to pray for Highland Park, to pray for that area, to pray for these men and women in that community that are influencing and and very affluent to do a lot of the business and the trade that's going on even in the Dallas, uh, Fort Worth area. So, Father, we pray that, Lord, you would just work in their lives, that you would Pour out your spirit over all the churches and prayer groups and the people in that area that are praying yeah. now. Lord, connect yeah. David in with those people and connect him in with others around. Lord, the Metroplex that would stand with him. Father, we pray and join with the prayer warriors yeah. that are listening tonight that you would bombard that area, that you would touch Highland Park with your glory, that you would reveal Jesus as the risen Lord and Savior, the Messiah. And that, Father, you would pour out miracles, Lord, over every household and every family that's represented there, Lord. And we pray, Lord God, for increase, that those that are walking, even as some, the kings of the earth, Lord, they're walking in places, Lord God, of just wealth and influence. We pray, Lord God, that you would turn their hearts to use, Lord, their, their wealth and their influence to influence for the kingdom of God. And we pray, Lord God, that, that that area would come to a knowledge of your glory and the resources there would be used for your kingdom, that the people there would have genuine experiences with the risen Christ and genuine encounters with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we just thank you for Alex. Lord, continue to lead and guide him. Bless his walk. Bless the works of his hand. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I agree. Well, Alex, we appreciate amen. you uh, being in the studio tonight. We're actually about to go into a time of worship and then just share a little bit uh, and, and just kind of close in a time of prayer. And so we are about to go into some worship time. And so I want to encourage you, if you want to stick with the broadcast, feel free to do so. Um, and, you know, anytime the Lord is speaking in your heart, brother, feel free to get in here with us and share your heart and, and share the word of the Lord, and, you know, there'll be opportunity. Also, for those of you listening, um, you know, Alex uh, took a step of boldness tonight, a step of faith to join in with our broadcast and share what the Lord is speaking and doing in his life and in that area. We want to encourage you in the same. If, if God's speaking to you and putting vision and, and dreams and things inside of you, and you want to pray and, and raise up a, a awareness of prayer for a specific thing in, in the area, uh, or even across the nation or the globe, feel free to call in. Uh, our call in number is 
and uh, just, you know, join with our family in prayer here. And so, hey, Alex, I appreciate you, brother. We're going to have you uh, definitely join in sometime, maybe do some teaching. And, and I know uh, that this man of God is really gifted in the area of worship to you, so there may be a time when we open up the studio to, to uh, do some worship or, you know, hey, bro, send me some songs that I can uh, put in MP3 format and we'll, we'll put some of them on the broadcast. So, Praise uh, God, that's great. All right, well, hey, God bless you. And everyone listening, be praying for Alex Posey. Man of God, he's, he's bringing an awareness of prayer and intercession to the Highland Park area. And you remember to pray for the Highland Park, Park Cities area. If you're in the area, every time you drive through there, just uh, pray God's Spirit pour down. All right, hey, brother, be blessed. And uh, we Thank are you, actually brother. going into a time of worship right now. All right. All right. Thank you.
Back for International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we were in the studio with Alex Posey. Well, we are going to go into a quick time of prayer, and I'm going to share just a brief word. And tomorrow night, I know we're going to be uh, coming back into the studio to just pick up and continue on wherever the Lord leads. So. Father, right now we just ask you to open up the time of the word. Father, you would speak to our heart. Lord, you would reveal to us Jesus. We pray that your Holy Spirit would teach those that are listening, that you would open up our ears to hear your voice, what you have to say to us. We just give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. You know, last night we were talking about identity, and of course, Sean was bringing some of that forth to our identity in Christ. We talked about knowing God, and we talked about hearing God and having a foundation in the Word. I wanted to shift gears a little bit tonight because Sean kind of brought out some things, and Alex brought out things, and just got me kind of stirred in my spirit a little bit, but you know, God is all about having an intimate relationship with his children. And when we talk about identity, we need to realize what is the foundation or the basis of that identity. And what that is is the fact that the frame of reference is, or the focal point is the fact that he's our heavenly father. For he's Christ, for Christians, he is our heavenly father. I mean, even the model prayer that Jesus taught us to pray starts out, Our Father, which art in heaven. Constantly you see Jesus talking to God, calling him Father. Why am I bringing this up? You know, I think that in our nation we have such an identity crisis. We're really in such a fatherless generation. Really, we are. You know, you see it everywhere. There's a lot of children, a lot of people being raised, teenagers being raised in single family homes, uh, marriages split apart by divorce and separation, even death, different different circumstances, tragic, it's unfortunate, it's 
Father, we just pray your blessing over every marriage right now that you would strengthen it and establish it, cover it, protect it. In Jesus' name, as, as unfortunate as it is, you know, that we're in a fatherless generation. And God says in the book of Malachi that he is turning the hearts of the fathers. Turning the hearts of the fathers. And I really believe we're entering into a season that God is raising up fathers like never before, not only biological and natural fathers, stepfathers, men that are stepping in, taking up roles to nurture and mentor young men and young women. But spiritually speaking, God is raising up men in the church, in the body of Christ, to father, so to speak, to mentor, to coach and nurture his people, his children. And it's really important that we have just a sense, a sense of identity. We understand what the heart of the Father is. We understand who our Father in Heaven is. And, and we allow the men of God, the Lord Jesus' place in our lives, to season and, and mentor our lives, to season and coach and point us in the right direction. And now, granted, you know, the Word of God says you don't need a man to teach you. You need the Holy Spirit that's within you because He'll reveal all things to you. But the Bible instructs us, hey, follow those, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. And if you look throughout the Word, there's always mentorship. There's always a fatherhood. There was always a, a disciple and a teacher. Even Jesus, you know, had disciples, and they called him master or teacher. Even Paul had a Timothy. Elisha and Elijah. So we constantly see Joshua and Moses. We always see this mentorship. Why is that? I really believe that God wants us to develop a strong self-image, develop a confidence in him, first of all. The Bible says, Jesus said that the greatest commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, for mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And that tells me that you have to have a love for yourself. You have to have a certain self-image, a certain perspective, a certain understanding of who you are if you're going to love, if you're going to reach out, if you're going to actually be able to fulfill the Great Commission and even reach out and bond and build relationships and friendships in your life, the Bible says, He who has friends must show himself friendly to him who's been forgiven much or loved much will love much. Why do I say that? Well, there's a there's a reaction to reaction. There's a harvest for every seed. Every time something is sown, something is reaped. And every time in your life, when you begin to receive words and perceptions and images, 
and receive them into your eyes and your ears and into your heart and your mind. It begins to work a process of developing you, developing your character, developing who you are as a person. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks that words go, not only do they come out of the mouth from the heart, but they go out of the mouth into the ear, back into the heart. So we need to be really careful that we guard our heart with all diligence. The Bible says, for out of it flows the issues of life. And whatever you receive, whatever you take into your mind, whatever you take into your heart, whatever you begin to believe about God and about yourself and about people and about his future, his plan for your life, it's going to begin to affect the outcome, affect the fruit and the behavior and the things that are produced in your life. That's why it's very important that we examine ourselves and make sure we have a strong foundation and that we're rooted and grounded in love. Where do we get that love? From the Father. The Bible says no one can come to God unless the Spirit draws him. And that's a Spirit. God is a Spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth because the Father seeks us to worship him. So as you come into the house of God and your spirit is made alive and you begin to worship and seek after God, as you begin to pray and reach out to God, God begins to become one with you. Remember Jesus' prayer in the Gospel of John, Father, I pray that just as you and I are one, that you and the people may be one, that me and the people may be one, that the Spirit, that we be one spirit, one faith, one baptism. We be one in Christ Jesus, one with him and one with the Father. There's a unity. There's a, just like a man and a woman, the Bible says the two become one flesh. They join together. They leave their father and mother. They cleave to one another. They become one flesh. There's a union. God wants to have a union with you, a spiritual union. And when you come into that union, the Bible says the way you live in that spiritual union is by hearing the word of God. And the way that your faith is built, your trust, and your dependency, and your cohabitation, your coexisting, and your experiences and encounters with God, that faith works by love. As you begin to love God, and he begins to love you, and you begin to walk in a love relationship, then your faith is built. Your trust is built. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. As you hear God speak to you, as you get the Word of God engrafted and implanted in your heart, then it begins to develop a deeper faith-trust relationship. The Bible says, they that know their God, they that trust, they that know their God, that word is yada in Hebrew. The word know is yada in Hebrew. It's the same word to be intimately acquainted with. In Genesis, the Bible says, Adam knew Eve and she conceived. The word knew is yada, to be intimately acquainted with. Okay, you need to be intimately acquainted with your heavenly Father. And as you know him, the Bible says you'll be strong, you'll be strengthened in your inner man, which will allow you 
to do great exploits. So we're going to stop there. I know we're at a loss for time, but we're going to pick it back up tomorrow with Sean Holmberg and probably have some people calling in. My name is Chris Herzog. This is Prayer International Radio. It is March 3rd, 2011, and we're coming up on the 11 o'clock hour. Again, if you want to call in, our number is 619-638-8458. If you want to email us, we are at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Or check us out on the website. We're going to be uploading some videos and continue to spread the gospel and raise an awareness of prayer throughout the nations. We are standing in the gap and calling intercessors to form a global hedge, a 24-7 global hedge of prayer where we can pray using multiple and various technology streams. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace. Right now, let's pray for those listening those listening to the broadcast, and for those uh, that you want to pray for, if you're just joining us with prayer and they want some special prayer needs, just lift them up as we pray. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray for those listening and those that they represent, those that they're standing in the gap for. And, Father, we join our faith with our Christian family and those that are coming into the household of faith. And, Father, right now, we ask, that you would yourself. That, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, your glory would cover the earth, and we pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done, that you'd open up the eyes and the ears and the hearts of men and women and children, that you'd reveal your plan and your purpose and your destiny for their lives. So, Father, we pray, Lord God, free them up. Those that are sick in their bodies bring healing and life and deliverance to those that are bound, we pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you would lift them up. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Prayer International Radio. We will see you tomorrow.